We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Back at it, Lucky Lefty Podcast, CFB Nation, presented by Twisted T. Marcus Freeman uh, wasn't happy, very frustrated, almost at his wit's end when you watch him at the press conference. And uh, this was his initial thoughts on the defeat at Clemson. Team in the locker room, that's a really good team. And, and we knew that all week. They had four losses, but... As you watch the film, it's a good football team. It's a Clemson football team that, you know, the record doesn't reflect how good of a team that is. But when you play a good team like that, there's three or four plays in that game that if you turn the ball over, you, you, you muff a punt and turn the ball over to their offense, they end up creating an outcome that's an eight-point eight loss. And so that's the reality of it. Two good teams. And there's plays in the game that we didn't, we didn't, you know, finish the way we needed to finish those plays that result in the outcome. We got to be better on third down. I think on both sides of the ball, first half defensively, but on offense, we got to be better on third down. And, and um, again, we got to get some things fixed. Yep. He said, first of all, can I just say something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said first half defensively, but offense, the entire thing got to get fixed. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. But I do think also it's like Marcus Freeman really want to tell us something. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like he really want to be like, Mm -hmm. these these mobs try to get right and want to start dropping names. Because you know he's honest. He's an honest guy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is the one of the few times where he doesn't want to be authentically his honest self because he know he's about to say something wild. Can I tell you what I didn't like? Okay. Man, look. Let me tell you something. Stop all that. That's a good team stuff, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop yeah, trying yeah. to ease... It's an embarrassing loss, my brother. It's an embarrassing loss. Don't be trying to pacify an embarrassing loss. Oh, that's a good. They were down 10 starters. Yeah. They're 
starting quarterback was in a walking boot on campus all week. Stop. Just come out and say, yo, we didn't play well. We have to find a way to win that game. We're supposed to win that game. The team that we are, we're supposed to win that game. Our defense can't get five consecutive stops in the second half with us down one possession, and we don't find a way to win that game in spite of all the things that happened to us. Good teams win that game, and I think we're a good team, and we should have won that game. That's what, you, that's what needed to be said. All that, they're a good team. Man, stop that. Man, that Clemson team is, is mid. Mid. And you know that Clemson team is mid. Stop that, man. Come on. Stick to your script. Your script is always about, it's about us. It's about us. All that other, it's about you. We should have found a way to win that game. Easily. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yo, coach, was this uh, offensive game plan the same game plan as it was against Ohio State? Somebody actually asked him that question, left. This is what he had to say. Schematic things we could do to create some success on the ground. Um, we didn't want to approach this thing and say, we're just going to run the ball and huddle and, and, and keep, the, you know, keep the ball away from them. We wanted to be able to throw some balls and, and, and throw some shots, but um, they did a good job of defending the, the, the throws that we obviously put up. And then, you know, the pick six, kind of, pick six kind of spooks you, right? It spooks you. It spooks the quarterback a little bit and says, Makes you say, okay, let's go back to the, the, the run game a little bit. But um, no, we didn't. It was a Clemson approach. It's not Ohio State approach. That man said the uh, fifth year quarterback was spooked, left. Yeah. Looked like it. What are we talking about, left? It looked like it. Fifth year quarterback spooked? What are you talking about? Spooked. If you spooked, then take that spook quarterback out. Yeah. You can't coach spook with a spook quarterback. Can't do it. Put that dude on the bench. Fifth year quarterback. You felt like he spooked. He was spooked. Man, sit that dude on the bench. Other than the running backs missing assignments on pass blocking, that dude barely got touched 
had plenty of opportunities in the first half. Ran the heck out of the ball in the first half. Offensive line putting in work. Talking about this dude is spooked. Spooked because he threw a pick six? Yeah. He spooked off his mistake. I'm trying to figure out what spooked him. Yeah. What spooked him? Because you only spook when you when you when you're surprised. So what are you surprised by out there, Sam Hartman? You are played this team four years in a row. This is your fifth time playing Clemson Tigers. What could you possibly be surprised by hmm. when this is the same head coach you faced your whole career? You're the most experienced player in the game on Saturday. Nobody else has played five straight times against this team. But you, Sam. Which means that there is nothing that Clemson has done in the five years you've played them that's anything you haven't seen. So what are you spooked by? And on top of that, you got a better team than you've ever had. So I don't I don't know. Maybe it's a psychological thing or man, look here. Mm. To all the Cub fans in the chat, Major League Baseball fans, the Cubs have dismissed David Ross as their manager, and they have hired former Milwaukee Brewers manager Craig Council as the new manager of the Chicago Cubs, breaking news. Just thought I would get that out there because there are a lot of Cubs Chicago fans in the chat with us most days. All right, left. Let me know what you think. Marcus Freeman trying to hold back when asked about Sam Hart. Defense. Um, you know, it's a top 10 defense that's extremely talented they're getting pressure on the quarterback they're covering well they stopped the run when we were trying to commit to the run game um they made adjustments you know it's a good defense and i wish i could say it's just one or two things but on third down we weren't able to convert and i think a lot has to do with the pressure they were getting but also we weren't able to get open and and we didn't have you know we got to continue to improve on on our throws you know we got to put the ball exactly where it's supposed to be what you say you know we got to continue to improve on on our throws you know, what, we got what, what, to get wait, open, and, and we didn't have, you know, we got to continue to improve on on our throws. Okay. You know, we got to put the ball exactly where it's supposed to be. And so there's a whole bunch of people um, that is included with not having success um, that we're looking for in the second half. Mm. 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 He's funny. Mm. He tried to cover it mm. up at the end. Woo, boy, people, boy. He, he let it slip, though. He let it slip. People throw he the let it slip. There's only one person that throw it. That's it. That's you don't it. have to say we have to do a better job of putting it. No, 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 no. That's a one-person gig right there. Mm-hmm. Don't try to mm-hmm. say it. And then, and then right after say, there's a bunch of people that lead to the No, you had it right what you mm-hmm. just said. Mm-hmm. A bunch of success, and the person that leads to a bunch of success is the person throwing that ball. We need to throw the ball. No, he need to throw the ball better. Mm-hmm. 
And he wasn't lying. You could blame it on everything else. Mm-hmm. But when that ball can't get to the right place, mm. you just have trouble, like Marcus Freeman said, against a defense that has some talent. These aren't scrubs, even though they aren't a good football team. They ain't scrubs. Mm-hmm. He was like, we watching the film. They got some players. But we're going to have to be able to put it where we need to. And he mentioned we can't get open either. Mm-hmm. Another issue is one thing not to be able to get it there when we do get open. But not getting open when we need to on third down. When 90% of third down, I guarantee, was a man. Mm-hmm. Some sort of man. So Sam ain't reading it right or throwing it right. And half the time, we not getting open right. Now, that could contribute to not having the confidence that the ball's even coming to you. On third down, I don't think Jaden Greyhouse, JT, or Tobias is thinking, oh, this is a play for me. Well, JT isn't playing, so. Even if he was. Yeah. The only person thinking is coming to me on third down is Jordan Faison and Rico Flores. And Chris Tyree when, but he's open almost all the time. Yeah. Sam just picks and chooses when he wants to throw it to him, I guess. I told you, boy. I told you that cat Marcus Freeman made me proud, boy. That's right. He kept it GC. He kept it GC, but boy, it it was bubbling. You know what else? This ain't the first time. It was evident to me. This ain't the first time Marcus Freeman realized he ain't that dude. He he's been displeased with ten for a minute. That's right. That's why it's been bubbling. It just happened to come out a little bit, but it's been in there. I mean, like, nah, just based. I haven't been too happy with with ten. Just based off the fact that the contract was for three games and you won for three. That's thirty three point three 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 percent. Hey, that's a Hall of Fame baseball player, by the way, brother. <laughs> I just like to point that out, my man. Is it really? You hit 333 for a career? Yes, sir. You go to Cooperstown, my brother. Really? Wow. Yes, sir. That's yes, sir. Crazy. Yes, sir. That's, that's why that that's why that guaranteed money in baseball is amazing. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's amazing. all you gotta do is hit one for three in your career. You're straight. Yeah. Yes, sir. You're a Hall of Famer, left. Wait, Hall a Hall of Famer? Hall of Famer. It can't be that hard. That. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That must be hard to do. You talking about one for three? Oh, three. it's extreme. It's extremely hard to do. Extremely hard to do. I'm just pointing out that you know <laughs> most Hall of Famers are only successful thirty percent of the time they go to the plate. Damn. Just think about it. But that's over the. But that, that, how many at bats? That's probably like. 3,000 uh, most hall crazy. of famers i mean there are certain hall of famers that you know have gotten in because they tragically died you know after like five six year season five or six seasons but most hall of famers play 
eight seasons and above. So you're talking about five to 600 plate appearances a year times eight. So, you know, 4,800. 5,000 yeah, yeah, for most. Yeah, you'll have, okay, I can see how. That puts them around, you know, like, yeah, if you get 15 to 1,600 hits, you know, it's a good chance you'll be in the conversation Damn. as a Hall of Famer. Yeah, you get to 2,000 so hits. is that a year, like 100 a year? Like 150 a year, probably? Yeah, yeah. If Out you get 500, 500 at bats, then you have to have, like, 170 hits, something like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some days you ain't hit nothing. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> Andrew I mean, Gilmore said, uh, yeah, Tony Gwynn, who was a Hall of Famer and the greatest hitter I ever watched as a kid, uh, 338. Damn. Yeah, eight batting titles. You know what I'm saying? So you know? I mean, I mean, you go through stretches where you're not hitting anything. In a in a particular oh heck month. yeah yeah like you know <laughs> and you still getting paid that's crazy that check still clears heck yeah you get paid and you can miss two months straight bro just because that's how it averages out <laughs> dude the average starting pitcher I think I what the average starting pitcher pitches four and two thirds innings. And I think the average starting pitcher salary is somewhere around it's like $14 million. For four innings? Oh, for like man. four innings. Because the game has changed, bro. How, the many, how, many, how many times, though? Four innings, how many times? They, start, week, they, start, they start 35. They're supposed to start 35 times a year. Wow. So, you know, That's back probably in the, the day, most specialist job you can have in sports. Bro. Bob Gibson, Sandy Koufax, like Don Larson, like the workhorses used to pitch like 300 innings a year. Yeah. Now, if you pitch 180, they throw a parade. Wow. <laughs> you know, the game has changed. They baby these players and pay them more money. It's crazy. Well, pitching sound like the place to be, man. Hey, Fred, I look, I will say this. I actually watched Mike's Mike Goosby's show last night. I saw everything he said. And uh when I saw saw him say this ain't Wake Forest, we've been saying that on Lucky Lefty from the time Sam Hartman decided to come. Yeah, before he even got there. Hey, dude, this ain't we always said that we were doing him a big service. Yeah, like, dude, you ain't seen it like this before. Like, yeah, I man. promise you. Like, you haven't been in pressure games, like, not like this. Five prime time. Yeah, I mean, that's more than that's more than anybody in a in a back to back. I mean, Kayla Williams is going through that gauntlet kind of thing, but still, five it's, prime time games. Good grief. Yeah, yeah. It was a bit uh, off more you can chew, buddy. But yeah, I was totally on board with everything with Mike. Mike Goosby said yesterday, he basically called Sam Howard trashed and said, yo, it ain't worth it. Like we could have kept Tyler Buckner. He flat out said we could have kept Tyler Buckner and Drew Pine here 
and been nine and three. Been saying it. Instead of paying him money to come. He was like, it's not the he it ain't it hasn't been worth it. And I was like, cool. Which I like Mike Mike Goose because you know, sometimes other people on his on that show he's on sometimes like to take like little cheap shots, you know, at the Lucky Lefty podcast, like to post pictures of coaches at basketball games like they doing something. Which lets me know they listening to the podcast. That's right. And then, you know, you know, people tell me, you know, you need to listen to certain people on this podcast because they say he's the most NFL ready quarterback and he's the most efficient quarterback what? in college football. What? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the stuff that comes off that same podcast. Not from Mike Goosby, but you know, little shots like that. And I'm <laughs> like, yeah, where y'all, where y'all at now with that efficiency talk? And that NFL ready stuff. Where y'all at now? Come on, do a, do another podcast on this efficiency. Let's go. Hey man, Marcus Freeman, uh, he ain't happy, bro. Watch film. Obviously, we can't throw a pick six, right? And and that you can't do that, you know. And and uh, I know he knows that. Now, he, he did some really, really good things, extending plays with his legs and running for first downs and touchdowns. But, you know, the biggest thing we can't do is, is turn the ball over. We know we have to take care of the football. And we, we, one of our things going into this game was we had to beat them in a turnover margin, and we didn't do that today. Mm. 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 He mm. basically said, all that running around was cute, but I need you to throw that football like – Malik said on Lucky Lefty podcast, and mm. we would have won the game. Mm. Mm. You just that, can't turn the ball over. No, 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 you can't give him points. Especially if you're going to be ineffective on the offensive side, you definitely yeah. can't bail the other team out by giving them yeah. pick sixes, though. Yeah. I mean, it's not just a pick, a pick six. That's just, yep. yeah, man. Yep. He tried to do it twice. They just dropped it. Yeah. yeah true. On the same play. Well, the same route. Outbreaking route by the inside guy. Yeah, listen to Jack Kaiser, though. can't really focus on what's going on on the other side of the ball. Um, when you're a veteran-led group like we are, you know, we're very fortunate to have a lot of leaders. And we're, you know, we're not focused on that. We're internally motivated, right? We don't care what the circumstances going out on the field. We know that we got to go out there and do our job um, day in, day out, every snap. So, you know, at, at the end of the day, like most of the time, you're not even watching that much because you're on the sideline, you know, getting coaching points, talking to each other. Um, and so, you know, when it's our time to go on the field, we got to perform. And uh, that's what we're most concerned about. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and thank, thank you. Some account of thank you. Nope. We don't even watch the offense. We ain't do. We ain't worried about man, whatever situation they put us in, our job is to stop the other team. That's right. That's what we do. We focus, we with our coaches, we focus on the task at hand. Oh my God. Oh my lord. 
That's why defense plays good this year, man. They really Thank did. You. Thank you. Woo! Thank you, Jack Kaiser. Thank you, man. Thank you. Mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. And nothing else to say. Thank you. That's it. Accountability. Do your job. Now compare him to this crap right here, bro. I would just not even answer your question. Uh, more of a statement. I mean, if if you guys want to blame, put anything on anyone, put it on me. Um, I mean, I, I played very poor today. Uh, didn't play well enough to be uh, to be a winning quarterback, to be a winning football team. Um, all the different situations, scenarios that we were in today is, is a part of my doing um, and, and really all my doing. Uh, I just didn't execute well enough. Um, so if you want to, you know, mention people on Twitter, you want to blame OCs, you want to blame Coach Coach Freeman, you know, blame me. I'm, I'm, I'm big enough and man enough to admit that, that I didn't play up to the standard that this team deserves, this fan base, um, this university deserves. Um, and, and that's the way it goes. That's the Saturdays of, of college football. And, um, you know, I'm going to stick my head up high that the fact that that, that happened. And we're going to bounce back. And the only thing I can give back to this program is, um, you know, the last two games, give everything I have and, and just play better. Um, you know, we had ample opportunities to score. We had ample opportunities um, to make plays. And, and frankly, I just didn't make them. And, and the guys around me were busting their butts. Guys stepped up. People got hurt. And, um, you know, it, it just it wasn't good enough for me and, and for myself to, to go out there and play like I played, and, and that ended up in a loss. Why you try to why you try to slick that side this and say if you want to blame the OC and the head coach, don't blame them. Well, wait a minute. Who said anything about blaming them? What'd you see on Twitter saying hard? What'd you Jack Kaiser, Jack Kaiser didn't mention anybody on the offense. Yeah, you you mentioning people names. Jack Kaiser didn't mention any coaches, did he? He didn't mention no coach. He said, "If you want to blame the OC and Marcus Freeman, wait a minute. Not even my coach. Not even not even coach. coach. Dude, you ain't dude. You don't call me by my first name. Yeah, what is he? Marcus Freeman. All right." Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Our agreement has came to an end. Yeah, this this the end right here, bro. What is this? I don't even. About? I don't know if I bring you in the office and tell you Steve is starting. Yeah, I, I got. I might just. It. I might text it in the in the text thread to the players. 
Like, hey, man, Steve Angeli is the starting quarterback on Saturday. Y'all have right. a good night. Y'all have a good night. Go ahead. Get yeah. your, get your study line, I might not even respect you enough to call you in the office. That's right. You want to bring Marcus Freeman? Just imagine if a coach was like, and a kid, Tyler Buckner at Alabama was like, man, after that tough loss, if you want to blame Nick Saban, you can blame Nick Saban. Like, what? Marcus Freeman. And he ain't even called Jared Parker by the name. He just called him the did, OC. But did you, did you catch the fake accountability? Like, he never committed. To taking full accountability, left. He think he's slick. You know, he, he just said, if you want to put it on somebody, if you want to put it on somebody, put it on me, uh, uh, or put all of it on me, or partly on me. No, 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 no. no Either no. it's on you, right? You gonna go that route? Either it's on you or you, oh, or it's yeah. not. Okay, because giving us options. Look, let me tell you something. I watched that Dak Prescott. After that 49ers game, walk to the podium and say, this game is on me. I watched Caleb Williams walk to the podium after Notre Dame smacked him around and look in the face of the media and say, this is on me. This game was on me. He ain't bring up the coach. He ain't bring up the OC. He said, this game was on me. Here you come with this bull crap. This all part. All part. Listen to this crap. Not just like the beginning of this. I would just not even answer your question. Uh, more of a statement. I mean, if if you guys want to blame, put anything on anyone, put it on me. Um, I mean, I, I played very poor today. Uh, didn't play well enough to be, uh, to be a winning quarterback, to be a winning football team. Um, all the different situations, scenarios that we were in today is, is a part of my doing um, and, and really all my doing. Uh, I just didn't execute well what? enough. Um, so minute. if you want to, you know, mention people. on How is it partly you're doing? It's either one. Is it partly you're doing or all you're doing, bro? He caught himself because he really he really just stuck with it partly. He really just want to say, you know, it's partly see that, see, that lets me know he's not fully committed to really what he's saying. He's just saying that crap. He recovered his city. He's yeah. trying to he's trying to put on a good face. He's trying to put on a good face. He's not fully committed to that. Like, yo, this is on me. And you know why he's not? Because right after that, he said, start mentioning coaches' names. Oh, mm -hmm. if you want to put it on, he said, partly on me. I mean, all you can say is on me. But if right. you want to say it's on the coaches, you can say right, that right, too. right. You can say, you know. <laughs> Twitter, he you want to blame OCs, you, you want to blame, blame Coach, coach Freeman. Yeah, this part right here. Like, you led right into it, left. This part right here. Yeah. Twitter, you want to blame OCs, you want to blame Coach Coach Freeman. No, blame me. I'm 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 big enough and man enough to admit that, that I didn't play up to the standard that this team deserves, this fan base, um, this university deserves. Um, and, and that's the way it goes. That's the Saturdays of, of college football. And... Um, you know, I'm going to stick my head up high that the fact that that, that happened and we're going to bounce back. And the only thing I can give back to this program is, um, you know, the last two games, give everything I have and, and just play better. Um, you know, we had ample opportunities to score. We had ample opportunities um, to make plays. And, and frankly, I just didn't make them. And, and the guys around me were busting their butts. Guys stepped up. People got hurt. And 
Um, you know, it, it just it wasn't good enough for me and, and for myself to, to go out there and play like I played, and, and that ended up in a loss. You need to edit that last part to play like I've been playing. Don't 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 make this act like like this Clemson game is the first. You ain't Caleb, dog. This ain't no situation where Clemson just you know got you, like Notre Dame got him. No, my brother, you've been playing like this. It's it's been a trend for the minimum of the last three games, minimum. And I'm being nice. I apologize because he did say Coach Free originally. Yeah, yeah. I thought originally. he said Marcus Free. I thought he said Marcus Freeman too. I did. Know. So I went up a little bit too hard. So I apologize to him. I thought he said Marcus Freeman. He said Coach Freeman. Yeah. So I think it's because he said the OC and then he said Freeman. That's why I thought he said the first name too. Yeah, I was like, yo, if you said Marcus Freeman, that's a little bit disrespectful. I don't care how old you are. But still, even with it, I think, you know, it's a tough game to swallow because I believe he knew it was an expectation for him to win this game. He mm -hmm. probably wanted to win this game similarly to the North Carolina State game where he wasn't successful in any of those matchups. So I think, uh, of course, he's disappointed himself, but he also spoke as if there was it was passability in that blame too. You know, if it was truly about you, you wouldn't say partly or you could blame other people or you would just keep it to yourself and, and self-reflection, which he has some of that in there. But overall, when he talked, the part that stood to me was when he said the only thing he can give is doing his best as if now you're going to start doing your best or were you giving your best the whole time? Because if if you've been giving your best the whole time, them last two games, I'm going to need to see Steve Angelic. Because if you're telling me these last two games you're going to give more, then, and you got more in the tank, then I got to question what you was doing the whole time before. But if you're telling me that 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 was you was playing your best and you can't give right, anymore. Right, you were saving some. You, if you saving some, then yeah, we gonna have to, we gonna have to move on. I'm gonna have to see that Steve Angeli because, in my opinion, you've shown all you needed to show. There's nothing else these last two games I really want to see from you. Yeah, there's nothing else we need to see from you <laughs> as a fan so, base. So nah, don't tell me you're good. trying to give me more because now I think you're lying to me. No. Nah. Don't tell we know, me. And, yeah, because we, once we're done, we're not spending the block. No, 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 no. Matter of fact, you don't even have to show up at the bowl game. Yeah, you don't. Hey, hey, let's keep it a buck. Let's you, keep it a buck. You don't even have to travel. We don't have to. That's not a. That's a room we don't have to uh, res reserve. No, for real. A you plane don't, seat. Not like you're getting your degree. Dog, no, you good. You good. You, you go good. And listen, you good. Meet us at the banquet. Good. We're you good with Steve and Kenny in the bowl game. Yeah. The team understands. Yep. There's two games left. The team understands. If you wanted to go ahead and start training for the draft, go ahead. Because the ball game, we need Steve Angela to see if we got something. And then Kitty mentioned start warming up. Yep. So, yeah, yep. It's these last two games, man, thank you, but no thank you. Thank you, but no thank you. Go ahead, hop back on that plane, get ready for the draft. You're not quitting. The team doesn't think you're quitting on them. Nope. They understand. They like, yes. okay, Sam, thank you. 
You know, you tried your best. Don't tell us you're going to give us more because then we're going to be mad that you mm-hmm. tricked us. So we've seen everything now, you can do. Now, I know it, it might be a little bit embarrassing because Notre Dame plays Wake Forest in two weeks. That's right. But heck, but heck if that's the week he gets benched, that's the week so, he gets benched. So, so be it. Yeah, it's just unfortunate they had to be at the bottom of the of the gauntlet. That, that the Wake Forest game in our mind was supposed to be set up to be your 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 party. You know, because you were supposed to, you know, we were thinking that you were gonna get good grades in school all semester. And then that at the end of the semester, we was gonna go party at Chuck E. Mm-hmm. Cheese celebrating yeah. all them A's you got on that report card. Yeah. Well, at the end of the season, you got some D's, you got some C's. In your three major classes, you only passed one of them. So now, we don't know if you're going to get a chance to go to the birthday party at the end of the year. We don't know if you're going to get to go to Chuck E. Cheese because you got a D at Ohio State and a, and a C at, at Louisville. Yep. And then you got an F at Clemson. That, that ain't grades to go on the field trip. Cause, cause when we go down to Wake Forest, if you had good grades all season, Wake Forest is a party. We finna score a hundred on them, and we about to ride off into the playoffs. It's finna be a whole graduation set, big, big fun. But you didn't skip class, talking back to the teacher, not turning in your homework. Getting kicked out of class. And your three major classes to graduate, you failed two of them. So what are we supposed to do with that? How are we going to feel confident that you put the work in to go on your field trip at the end of the season? We can't trust that. <laughs> hey man, I'm gonna say this, and this is 10 in a nutshell. He ain't a dude. He sold himself as a dude. He's not a dude. Because when you're a dude, you don't need somebody to put you in a system for you to feel better. He came to Notre Dame. See, this is why, you know, blame. Like I said, that blame game, y'all miss me with that stuff. He knew the situation. He chose to come into this situation. That's right. Tommy sold him on coming into a pro-style offense. He knew he wasn't going to have mesh in this offense. That's right. Ain't nobody taking advantage of Sam Hartman. He accepted coming to Notre Dame to play in a pro-style offense. Period. Period. He accepted the terms. That's it. It wasn't a good fit. And it's okay. It wasn't a good fit. But he's not a dude. Because once again, dudes are not bound by systems. They're not. 
like I pointed out winning time, I ran down the list of everything that Magic Johnson had to deal with as a rookie. This ain't my system. I don't get along with the head coach. I don't get along with this assistant coach. This is not what the owner told me. The owner lied to me. At the end of his rookie year, you know what he was left? A world champion and the NBA Finals MVP. Without being in the system that fits him. You know why left? Because he's a dude. He's a dude. And people try to tell you and sell you that Sam Hartman is a dude. He's not. That's what we found out. We thought he was a dude. Well, others thought he was a dude. And he's not a dude. See, a dude hits Jordan Faison on that last drive for a touchdown when he's five yards behind the defensive back. That's what a dude does. A dude on second down, his holding stays wide open across the middle with nobody around him on second and 10. That's what a dude does. A dude doesn't throw that terrible pass for a pick six. See, a dude doesn't play good all game and gets that opportunity to Jordan Faison and makes the play. You know why? Because he's a dude. He's a dude. So y'all can stop. Just stop. There is, there is no excuse for why Sam Hartman has stunk. He stunk. That's it. He's just stunk. He's not a dude. It's okay to say that. It's okay to say, yo, he's not a dude. And when we told you three weeks ago that Jack Cohn was the best transfer quarterback Notre Dame has had, you should have believed us. Should have believed us. I've been telling you. Other podcasts tried to sneak this. Ha, 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 ha. Jack Cohn. Ha, 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 ha. Look at the numbers. The efficiency. He's the most NFL. Y'all can sneak this all y'all want. That's do, right. a pod, to, do a podcast on, on, on it now. That's right. Because we told you. We did. Do a pod, do a response podcast now. All the little subliminal shots. Man, we don't care about that lame stuff, man. We spin it different still to this day. No more super chats, so we'll get out of here on these two. W.O. Lewis, thank you so much. Can Malik speak on to what he and his teammates did to get up for road games? Where is the disconnect with this team when they have a road? Huh? For me, it wasn't hard because I've always felt disrespected through going through it. So whenever I got the chance, it was just going to be up from there. So as it as it regards to getting everybody else up, it honestly is during the week. And how those practices go. If you're going through the motions during the week, it's just really hard to get up on Saturday and just turn it on. So during the week, there has to be an emphasis 
of energy each and every time you're out there because it only transfers on Saturday. You can't drum up energy the day of the game. You got to be building it all week, being enthusiastic in your effort on game plan against a team that, you know, you're looking to beat. Appreciate that, W-O. Jay Mass. Thank you, Jay Mass. Why were Hart and Morrison on the bench for a planned rest period during a major drive by Clemson? Ridiculous. Um, I mean, I understand how, why people would look at that, but I'll tell you this. Um, Coach Mickens knows what he's doing. And if that's the series every week, because he was the same way last year at the start of the season with Ben Morrison. Ben Morrison would come in for Clarence Lewis on the third series or the fourth series, regardless of where the ball is. And this goes back to what Jack Kaiser said. Doesn't matter that the offense just turned the ball over. We're on the sideline focused on what we have to do. And our job is to stop the defense. So I'm not about to say the job Coach Mickens has done in developing defensive backs. I'm not about to sit up here and argue with him. This ain't the first time he put Ben Morrison in against Marvin Harrison as a true freshman. First game of the year with C.J. Stroud quarterbacking when they were in Notre Dame territory. And Ben Morrison held up. So I, I look, I do. I'm. No, the job of the defense is to stop them. And and they have stopped people with Benjamin Morrison and Cam Hart on the sideline all year. All year. On series just like that. That's, that's right. Like, I understand the frustration, but it's like that's kind of like nitpicking, in my opinion. Because in that situation, yo, how you how are you gonna argue with the development? And handling of the defensive back situation, the cornerback situation. Mike Mickens, argue about that. It doesn't matter where Clemson had the ball. Who cares? That's how you develop players. You put them in situations. And that's why the cornerbacks in Notre Dame develop and play well. Because they don't have a coach that's like, man, I got to make sure I put them I don't want to put my freshman cornerback in a situation, you know, where it's the red zone. No, eventually he's going to end up in that situation. This is his time to play. Put him in. Do your job, son. Do your job. Swim. Basically. Swim. Yeah. Swim. This is how you learn. That's how I learned how to swim left. Oh, I already know. On vacation in Wisconsin Dells, my father just threw me in the water. Now he stood there on the side. I figured it out. I figured it out. I had a floaty on, but it was like I figured it out. He threw me in the deep end. I went down, came back up. Legs going hard than the mud. But I figured it out. And if he saw me struggling, he was gonna come get me. But man, you can't that's how, that's development, man, in life. You can't baby people. 
And that's why Mike Mickens does such a great job. Because he puts his players in situations to get them ready for the future. So I have zero problems with Cam Hart and Benjamin Morrison being on the sideline after that turnover, that muff punt. Zero issues. He's been doing it all year. So now because Clemson scored us, we take we got an issue with it. He did it against Duke. He did it against Louisville. He did it against Pittsburgh. Hey, Cam Morrison and Benjamin uh Cam Hart and Benjamin Morrison didn't even play the second half against Pitt. And Pitt's quarterback, in my opinion, might be better than Kate Clubney. No, trash, trash self. Going to Clubnick, hey, bro. Hey, Clubnick is trash. He's trash, but Pitt's quarterback, come on. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That might have been a little bit excessive. You're right, left. That might be excessive. <laughs> but, yo, it's like, dude, Christian Gray gave up a slant, man. Y'all act like that dude gave up a touchdown pass. He gave up a quick slant. So what? He so what? He's not Benjamin Morrison yet. He's so not. what? Hey, dude, talk about the linebackers in that run game. Talk about that. The veterans. They didn't play well on that series when they gave up the touchdown. Don't just focus on one play. Like, no. Nah. Man, come on, man. I love what they did and what they continue to do. Develop those youngsters at cornerback. Play them. You want to know why Jaden Mickey is playing? Left. Real talk. You want to know why Jaden Mickey is developing and playing better this year with confidence left? Because Coach Mickens put him in that situation at Ohio State. Yeah, he got burnt in the slot, but it made him better. It made him better. At some point, you got to learn, man. You got to swim. You got to learn how to swim. And you can't learn how to swim on the sideline. Period. You just can't. I felt like they was coming at my boy Mick on that left. Absolutely. You got any finishing comments, man? I think we covered it today in terms of just the things we had to talk about. So uh, the leftovers, I will say this. Uh, thank you for the response um, to the conversation we had with Quincy Avery on Saturday. Once again, if you have not seen the interview, and you know about the, the controversial tweet, his response to Ply's tweet when Ply's originally spoke glowingly about Notre Dame under Marcus Freeman's leadership. Quincy Avery responded. He joined us right here on the Lucky Lucky podcast on Saturday. One hour, fantastic interview, great conversation between three brothers about the culture and the young men of the culture, how they view Notre Dame, whether it be from the South or the Midwest. 
and Notre Dame having an NFL problem and other issues, which we said, like, yo, it's bigger than, you know, what we're looking at. There are other things that need to be handled. So uh, we thank you for what's happening today. Watch that interview. And the leftover is someone asked left, uh, I'm confused. What does Maryland have that that uh, South Bend doesn't have? Uh, my response to that was a head coach that's actually developed NFL quarterbacks and a campus that has a totally different vibe than South Bend with its proximity to D.C. and Baltimore. That's it. That's it. I, I mean, I just had to answer the question. Mike Loxley has developed NFL quarterbacks. So if you were a quarterback, you might choose Mike Loxley overcoming the Notre Dame. It's very possible. Have I been to the DMV area? I don't even like what's the you need to expand your question to answer that. Yes. What does that mean? Because I didn't say, did I say, did, did I say the DMV was nicer than South Bend? Did I say that love? I did not. I said it has a different vibe than South Bend because of its proximity to DC and Baltimore. That's what I said. That's all I said. I didn't say anything about it being better. Oh, okay, P-Dub. I just want to get clarity. I want to make sure, you know, no one ran trying to say I said, you know, Maryland's campus is better than South. That's not what I said. I'm just pointing out that campuses have different vibes. And sometimes young men prefer a vibe over another vibe. That's it. So I man, that's the only thing I could really mention to the to the question, you know, what does Maryland have that Notre Dame doesn't have? A head coach that has developed a quarterback and a different vibe. That's it. I I've I've never been to Maryland's campus. Have you uh, have you ever been to their uh, campus left? I've never been to their campus. God, left is left is tired, man. You can tell. But no, I've never been to Maryland's campus. I've been to Howard's campus. And uh yeah, I, I prefer Howard's campus to, to Notre Dame's campus. I'm sorry. Okay. It's a nice campus for a state school. Okay. All right. Well, great show, man. You guys were fantastic as always in the chat. Fantastic, man. Super dope. We appreciate you, man. You know what time it is. Petticoat. 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 Petticoat.
Petticoat Junction. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic? Petty Junction. Petty Junction, Petty Story today brought to you by Nora Whiskey, NoraWhiskey.com. That premium American whiskey. You can check it out at MalikZaire.com. Um, Josh McDaniels go on the Petty Train. Story broke this morning. Last week, um, they had a team meeting. Las Vegas Raiders players unloaded on Josh McDaniel. And he asked Antonio Pierce to step in front of the team and speak to the team to kind of settle things down. Antonio Pierce did. He talked about the importance of sticking together. And he brought up the reference of the 2007 New York Giants team. The players loved it. They responded positively to it. And it seemed like everything was okay. After the players left, it has been reported that Josh McDaniel pulled Antonio Pierce to the side privately and told him, don't you ever disrespect the New England Patriots ever again. Antonio Pierce is not a head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders and got a big win yesterday. Shout out to you, coach. Josh McDaniel, go to hell. Stay on the petty train for life. You're a bum. You're a flat-out bum, period. You're going to ask someone to help you because you don't know how to handle a locker room and your players. And then they help you, and then you get upset because they use an example of the New England Patriots getting beat in the Super Bowl. He'll bomb self out of here. That's it, Left. Have a great day. Left, get some rest, my brother. Yeah, Left's out of there. Check it out. We're putting it together in response to Quincy Avery. We're going to have a players only podcast about from with Notre Dame players talking about what it's really like going to Notre Dame. Have a great day, guys, man. Make sure you spin it. 